Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I know we are. Uh, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of Ike Live, and we have a good one in store for you tonight. Sitting to my right, the co-host of the show, and absolutely 100% the crust of the show, the Dean, Mr. Pete Lewis. How you doing tonight, Pete? Good to see you. We've got a great show tonight. Controversy and some interesting things going on in the world of fishing right now. Yes. Some things that I can certainly relate to, and yes. a lot of people are talking about. Very excited. Uh, producing the show tonight, we have the one and only Brian T. Carpenter. Brian, how you what? doing tonight? I'm good, buddy. What's okay. Cracking? Oh, nothing. I'm looking forward to a great show tonight. I got my man, the Riz, here. Yeah, you've got Riz sitting right next to you. Riz looks a little invisible. <laughs> invisible Riz. Uh, but we do have the one and only. Uh, <laughs> Look at him. There's Rich. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Rich, how you doing tonight, Rich? I'm doing I'm doing good. Just running around all over the place like normal. Okay. Um, happy to be here. Mike, if I may, yes. uh, just take one second here. I just want to uh, recognize somebody uh, while I have a brief second. <laughs> um, today, South Jersey uh, lost one of its uh, one of it, the best guys in the fishing community that we had. Um, Mark Gossowich, better known as Gazi. An OG member of the Barrington Rod and Reel Club. He's been battling cancer for the last couple of years. And uh, th th this morning, he unfortunately passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you were lucky enough to have the privilege of knowing Mark Gazi, um, he was one of those guys that you, you wanted to be around. You were lucky yeah. to, uh, to have that chance to know him. So, Mark, uh, we're going to miss you, man. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, you and your family. Man, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear it's that. One of, the, one of the good guys yeah. passed away. Uh, shout Rest out to Barrington Rod and Reel, too. Uh, we'll be thinking about your prayers with you guys. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, Zach the Interns here tonight, Pete, uh, running around doing a lot of technical stuff for us, keeping us afloat. Uh, let me tell you, this is a good one. You're going to want to stick around for this entire show tonight. We have the one and only Fletcher Shryock joining us via Skype in our first segment. And we're going to catch up with Fletcher, see what he's been up to, uh, talk a little bit about his last year fishing Major League Fishing. And also, we got to address a little bit of the controversy. We're, we're not going to base it around that, but we do have to talk about social yeah. posts that he made. <laughs> sure. And, and some of the uh, 
feedback that came from that post. Lots of feedback. Lots of feedback. And and I think it addresses a bigger topic, mm-hmm. which we'll get into during this show. Also on the second segment, Pete, a really good friend of the show. Gosh, uh, Brian DeCarpenter, correct me if I'm wrong. Crack, crack. I want to say he's been there with one of some of the original shows we've had That's years right. and years yep. ago. The one and only Joe Baylog. Writer for Bass Fan. Writer for Bass Fan. We're all big fan of Joe's writings. Joe's, and... Joe's a great guy. Lake yep. Erie Hammer. Now he's a Florida Hammer. Yep. Uh, Going to be joining us in the second segment. And, and hopefully he can spread a little, settle some people down. Yeah. There's a lot of, <laughs> well, a lot is, of craziness. It is the mm-hmm. holidays. We need Joe to, to spread some joy on yes, this segment. some joy. And last but not least, I want to remind everybody, we're giving away stuff tonight. And in the last segment... We're going to be doing an MTB unboxing, but along with that, we're going to be taking IMs, uh, questions via phone line. Yes, we're, we're going to be, open the phone lines. Yep. Uh, on the phone lines, we're going to be giving away some great prizes. Speaking of prizes, listen to me right now. Stop. If you're watching on Facebook Live, I want you to like and share this post. If you do that, you're going to be entered to win this exclusive Ike Live gift bag. Exquisite. Exquisite. <laughs> Look at this thing. Look at this lovely sheen to this bag. Look at that sheen. And this thing is loaded with sponsor products. Uh, Mystery Tackle Box, TH Marine, Primal Urge Foods, Dr. Squatch, uh, across the board, uh, MTB. You're, you're going to see great uh, prizes in there from the Bass University. Bass University, of course. Right, Pete? Yes. Bass University. New contributors to the Ike Live bag. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be a great show, so please hang in there with us the entire show. Let me also tell you that Ike Live could not be possible without the help and support of a lot of great sponsors. I want to do a quick run-through real quick, if I could. Of course, the presenting sponsor of Ike Live Mystery Tackle Box. It's Fishing Simplified, Pete. Did you know that? Uh, I always like to say it's Christmas to your doorstep, and it is Christmas. And because of that, I want to tell you it makes a great holiday gift. Go to mysterytacklebox.com right now and enjoy 15% off holiday savings. 15% off is a lot, Pete. So go there right now uh, to get in on that. Also, brand new sponsor for Ike Live, and you're going to see it all night sitting on the table, is the Fisherman's Fishing Planet video game. Uh, right with the Christmas and holidays being here, Pete, looking for stocking stuffers, looking for games for kids, aunts, uncles, nephews, across the board. If you like video games, this is one to try. Go to thefisherman-fishingplanet.com uh, to get your copy. It's available on PS4, Lots, lots Xbox, of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, Tackle Warehouse, great sponsor of Ike Live. And starting tomorrow, Pete, begins the 25 days of savings at Tackle Warehouse. Yeah. uh, December 9th, go to TackleWarehouse.com. A lot of big savings there. And Dr. Squatch with a nice holiday promotion. Now, listen, do you have that uncle that you just don't know what the hell to get anything for? Do you have your your brother, your brother-in-law, your cousin? You have no freaking idea what to buy him. Let They're going to love it. They're going to love it. Dude, is, is Dr. Squatch not the best soap ever? It is. Since I brought it into the house, me, me and Jake have to have it. Yep. It's great soap. It's, manly, it's yep. manly soap, and it makes a great Christmas gift. Uh, they have a holiday bundle deal going on right now, 50% off what? with free gifts. Mm. Go to drsquatch.com to order for the holidays. And there's uh, an Ike Live promo code somewhere. And there is an Ike Live promo code. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, a TH Marine, Primal Urge Foods, Liquid Mayhem, Flambeau. Founders, by the way, uh, uh, Brian the Carpenter. Yep, yep. We're making a habit of creating the Founders beer of the show, and tonight we have a really, really good one. This is the first time for me drinking it. This is the limited uh, release. This is a winter release, if I'm not mistaken. This is the Founders 
Civilized Brute IPA. Yes. And it's very crisp. Yes. It's very light. This is a great beer for the holidays, so uh, shout out to Founders. Um, Hobie. Uh, Hobie uh, makes the Cadillac of kayaks. And, of course, the new 360 uh, drive in those Hobies. You can go to circle, Pete. It's unbelievable. And last but not least, I say this one for you, Pete. We're brought, we're brought to you by the Bash University. And we're excited right now. We've got probably our biggest promotion that we've ever had, Mike. Uh, we have the Cyber Monday. We're calling it Cyber Week. But we it's 33% off. It's $99 for an annual subscriber right now. Wow. And we've had so many people sign up to be part of the Bash University program in the last week. I want to welcome all you guys. Uh, I know you're going to love the program, and we welcome all your feedback on our forum, on our social media. That's going on right now over at BashU.tv. And you don't need a code. You don't need nothing. Just go over to BashU.tv and sign up, and you can be part of the program. This ends tomorrow. So uh, get wow. signed up, guys. Yeah, go do it. And it does make a great holiday gift as well. Uh, if you've got a fish head and you don't know what to get them, get them a subscription to BU. Uh, one more time, rundown of tonight's show, Fletcher Shryock joining us, Joe Balog, and, of course, open up the phone lines in the third segment. Before we get into this, Pete, I want and, and Brian Carpenter and Riz, I want to catch up. We, I like to have these little weekend roundups, catch-ups yeah. yeah. of what's going on. Pete, let's start with you. How was your weekend? How was your Saturday? How was your Sunday? How was your Friday? Man, it was great. Uh, you know, just a good weekend family, you know, getting ready for the holidays. But we had a we had a really cool event. Um, I went to Rutgers. You know that. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm a wrestling fan. My son, Jake, 10 years old, wrestles. Uh, we went and saw uh, Rutgers take on Maryland. Wow. At the rack up at uh wow. up in up in Piscataway. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. It, it was wow. it was very cool. Um, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, a couple one in particular is is Billy Janzer, uh who is a Delsey High School grad as am I and he's starting as a redshirt freshman this year for Rutgers and uh, he's 11 and 4 and he had wow. a dominant performance against Maryland. Uh, congratulations, Rutgers and Billy. Uh, look forward to keep cheering for those guys cool. and watching them the rest of the season. They are 5-0 and Rutgers right now. Nice. Wow. Good yeah. for them. Good start. What a cool experience to bring Jake into that mm-hmm. world, too, and yeah. let him see it at that age. It's pretty cool. It is really cool because the, at, at, you know, the way he wrestles now, you know, it's kind of giant. You know, so much wrestling going on. But when you go to the Rutgers match, I mean, they got pyrotechnics, lighting, music. Wow. They introduce That's e- awesome. each they wrestler. Right? You know? Cheerleaders. <laughs> they got cheerleaders. cheerleaders. They got music. Breasts. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and you got you got five thousand people in the rack, all wow. all focused on wow. on that one match, and wow. and they're all wrestling wrestling fans, so they understand what you know near fall points are. They scream and erupt when you get a pin or, yeah. or something like that. It was uh, cool. Pretty cool experience. I hope it inspires them to, you know, That's achieve awesome. his goals, yeah. you know. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, and then I want to catch up with Brian and Riz, but i got to tell you, before I throw it to them, we eat a lot here before the show, Pete. And uh, tonight, um, right, uh, I guess a little bit before you got here. That's right. Because you're late, as always. Um, I miss miss the food. We enjoyed some some amazing tog fillets on the Traeger. And, man, the the Traeger Traeger don't sponsor Ike Live anymore. So this this isn't, you know, I'm not plugging them from a sponsorship perspective. But, damn, it cooks that fish good. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Cooks it really good. It really does. Cooks it really good. So, guys, you brought tog fillets, so that must mean... 
We caught talk. You guys were talk fishing, obviously. We were talk fishing. Well, yep. tell me a little bit about this. Richard? Cap, what was the cap that you went out like headboat or what was the deal here? Yep. So we uh, we chartered a boat yesterday uh, with Captain Chris on the fish sticks was the name of the boat. I've heard of fish sticks. We uh, we ran out of Shark River uh, just a bit up north and uh, we had about a I'd say 15 mile run once we broke the harbor to get to the first spot. Yeah. Uh, the morning was was a little bit snotty. Uh, Four to six foot seas is what they were calling for, and they were every bit of fours, and the wind was gusting. But that boat was a beast. We didn't yeah. we didn't feel it one bit. Yeah. Um, my takeaway from from the day was um, one that it's it's nice to get out and fish again, and it be something a little bit different. Not some other than bass. Yeah, other than bass yeah. fishing that doesn't have a uh, you know a, a stipulation as far as tournaments, anything. Like that. It's just just going fishing with your buddies yeah. and in the morning i was i was giddy i was like a little kid that i was i couldn't i couldn't even contain myself i was so excited exactly and awesome. um yeah but but one of the the coolest thing i took away from that is how precise these guys are with the boat positioning yeah, and, and yeah. getting on like he sets up on those waypoints and that anchor has to be in the right spot the boat has to be positioned the right way yeah. and Two anchors. And, yep, and 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 close ain't cutting it with 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 these yeah, guys. Yeah, you're these, fishing. You're fishing wrecks. You're yeah, fishing very the, specific yeah. structure these, and cover. These these yep. charter captains, man. One, these guys, they talk. They know what's going on out yeah. there. But but close is only good enough in horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. And he put us on the spot. On so the if anybody's yeah. looking to get on a great charter boat, yeah. Chris, I hope you're watching. Yep. Um, Hit up Fish Sticks, man. He's the man. Yes. Great day. Brian. Yeah. Now, Brian, tell me a little bit about – there's people watching right now. A lot of our viewers and fans and listeners are like, Tog. Yeah. What the hell are Tog and how do you catch them? Yeah, they look they look like a sheep's head, right? They okay. Look like a sheep's they do head. look like a sheep's head. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like a sheep's head. They get buck teeth or whatever. They eat crab for a living, so they're absolutely delicious. You know, yeah. They are one of the best fish out there. Yeah, light, flaky. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. Um, and they're in the rocks, the wrecks, the jetties. Um, and they are super tough to hook, right? They're, right. Because they got a small mouth. They got a small and mouth. And they're nibblers. They got teeth. They, they're nibblers. And it all depends, you know, if they're if they're chomping where they call it suicide, and where you're holding your rod and it just goes. Right. No, I get those. Right. But most of the time, it's trying to get dialed into the bite. You just feel a little scratching. Little. Right. Little scratching. Yeah. The 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 uh, setup, the rig, the rod, the reel, the line, super super important. Um, we all brought bass rods out, seven foot, um, kind of a medium heavy with, with some tit, 20 pound straight braid. They put it like a 40 pound uh, mono leader on there. And then the rig is uh, anywhere between three quarter to two, three ounce jig head. Yeah. With a big hook. That short shank j- short jig shank head. Short shank jig yeah. head that you're putting that green crab or the white crab on. Yeah. Uh, but dialing into the bite is like that, that's you get a when like I said he puts you on top of them you get a bite every cast right I mean every every right. drop you're you're changing your crab pretty much right but you're not catching them every cast yeah they're so good at just coming in there and yeah you know, it and, is incredible wow they're, they're better at eating crabs than humans by wow. far oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. your rods got to be dialed I mean like you know we went out there with our bass rods and and um and at the one time I put mine down. The mate had to go uh, get somebody on, on hook, so I, he gave me his rod to hold, and I was like, oh, my God. The difference 
because he had it was an expensive rod, yeah. but it had a long butt to it, uh, long jig around. Yeah. So it fit right here. Uh, counterbalance, perfect, perfectly counterbalanced. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, maybe maybe five and a half to six feet of rod that was real sensitive tip. So it was right. just dialed perfectly. Yeah. Oh, the difference. Wow. So I put my rod away and grabbed one of theirs out of the rack after, shortly after that. All the difference in the world because you just really got to get that rod dialed. Right. And um, but even then, still super difficult. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to do it. I've caught tog. It's fun. Dude. I've caught I've caught blackfish, but I've never caught a big one. That's yeah. a goal of mine. Yeah. I, I like I literally, really, really, really want to break that five pound barrier. Yeah, never, we, never we, done that. He said it was you know all fun fishing, but we did in, immediately turn it into a tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, what won? Keith Cowan, naturally. Keith Cowan. Oh, my of course God. He did. Yeah. Of course he won. <laughs> Keith, yeah. Keith had seven keepers. I had four. I think Valdez had four, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Taylor Stewart was with us. Yeah. Stu. How Rich, big were they? And uh, Jim. Uh, 16-inch keepers. Okay. Yeah. Two-pounders. Two-pounders. Yeah. Two, three, four-pounders. Yeah. 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 They're strong. They are. They're really strong. Super fun, man. Yeah. Like I said, just just and and fishing for something else, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. I, yeah. Fishing is bigger than just bass fishing. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, the boat control thing. I noticed when we were out with Adrian, we did a striper trip uh, with Adrian Avina, and he he backed us down on a wreck, and and I could not believe the accuracy yeah. that he could get that giant vessel on a on a dot in the middle of a sand desert. Yeah. On the bottom of the ocean. And get us right on top of the wreck. Current, wind. It was absolutely amazing wow. the boat control that those captains possess. Wow. It's cool. It's a different world. Uh, I love it, though. Uh, I did want to let you know I fished today, Pete. I fished uh, Brian and Carpenter Riz. I fished a winter league today um, back on Davis Mill. We actually started on Rainbow was was what it was listed as. Okay. All five boats got to Rainbow. All five. And I don't see anybody launching. I get there. I'm the fifth boat to get there. Everybody's just standing around. I said, what the hell's going on here? Ice? I walk down there. It's totally iced up. Uh, it's skim ice, but it's yeah. across the whole thing. So yeah, they up. make a last-minute decision to go to Davis Mill. And I was I had mixed emotions about it because Riz and I fished here last week, uh, a week or so ago, and we had a good tournament there. But I know it's always different, you know? Mm-hmm. And went there, and, of course, it was different. Water temperature was five degrees colder. Oof. Struggled, struggled, mm. struggled all day. All day we struggled. Term was over at two. We struggled all day. We snagged the gizzard shad. We snagged the yellow perch. There were only two bites. Between one and two o'clock, we had about twenty bites. Wow. About twelve of twelve or thirteen of which were bass. But only two of the twelve or thirteen were twelve inch fish. Oh wow. But it was incredible. But it was yeah. enough to win. It was enough oh, to win. Wow. It was that tough. That yeah. bite were the only boat to come in with bass and mm. uh, just crazy the windows yeah. where they mm. bite and yep. and and if you fish south jersey winter leagues you know what i'm talking about yep. Yep. there's that early bite there's first thing and there's that late bite yeah. and because we made the move we didn't get into 8 30 we missed that early window yeah and just nothing 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 and then something happens at that yeah. end of the day and it's like boom yeah and they start biting it's the craziest thing, yeah. man. It is. It's crazy. Now, did you have to deal with the icing and rods and the icing of guides in the morning for sure? Yeah. After about an hour in, it it stopped. Uh, it's cold out there. Yeah, yeah. I was using real snot. You know, mm-hmm. a big big fan of real snot, spraying it on the guides the whole time and uh, kept them clean. But uh, two keepers that we caught both came on finesse jerkbait. Yeah. Finesse jerkbait. 
Very, very interesting. Yep. Tis the season. I heard, yeah, uh, the season. Yeah. I heard somebody drop their boat off the trailer. That Jared Ash, uh, dropped his boat off the trailer. He unhooked his it. His ranger. His ranger. Oh. He unhooked it, and he got started backing it down, and those bunks were icy. Yep, you know? Yeah, frozen they bunks. They were frozen bunks. And he and got he down, and he got about three-quarters of the way down, and it just started sliding, and he's oh. on it. Mm. And it was too late, you know? And just went... Mm. The good news, though, is that ramp sucks, so it went into gravel yeah, and not right. concrete. And that saved them. Right. You know, so there was no damage. Because South Jersey, we don't have any real boats. <laughs> any right, real nice right. Boats. We've got all crap. So. Garbage. How did Garbage. you get it in the water? So we, uh, he went and got a come-along to like uh-huh. tow it back up, and that didn't work. So he eventually said, I'll just keep backing me in. And the trailer oh. actually sort of pushed it through the gravel yeah. enough oh. to the drop-off. Oh, it wow. sounds bad, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. So, but he's he's loaded, so he can get another boat, I'm sure. Um, also, want to catch everybody up and let them know that Peter's another big news. I got my new Bass Cat delivered about a week ago. Very got a nice. A brand new 2020 Bass Cat Cougar, Cougar. FTD. Of course, yes. it's got the Yamaha 250 show on it, and um, this is one of the first times in a long time. I didn't have the the electronics and lighting rigged at the factory. Hmm. For whatever reason, it got delivered to me, and they didn't get a chance to do it. Um, so I had to find a local guy to do it because I'm, I'm not great at that stuff. I know how I like it, but I'm not great at rigging. Um, I want to shout out uh, the Chart House Marine Electronics and Outfitting. They're down in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. Uh, got the contact from Lawrence. Took all my Lawrence units down there. Dude, I've never had my Lowrance units rigged this professionally. I mean, from the mounting to the tra- uh, transducer locations wow. to upgrading mm. fuses. Like, okay. it's insane. Wow. And they also did a bunch of TH Marine lighting on yes. the boat that yeah. I can't wait to show everybody. I'm going to make a post tomorrow to show them some of this tricked-out lighting. Of course, right. Brian DeCarpenter... Cool. Has it in the Ike Live boat build. That's uh, right. Tiny boats. Tiny boats. Yeah, uh, Tiny Boat Nation. Deal, but I'm uh, a member of Tiny Boat Nation also now, by the way, as of uh, like 2 o'clock on Friday. <laughs> really? Did you yeah, get a tiny I, boat? Yeah, I, I, did a, I did a Risby fishing boat build. Um, <laughs> you can catch it. You'll catch the whole thing wow. on, on my YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> wow. The Risby fishing boat build, uh, it, it featured no measurements, um, <laughs> no, no proper wiring. Right, and nothing. The whole job took me two hours. Yeah. And uh, I went out on the lake today. Yeah. And it works. It didn't sink. No, it didn't sink. No, I just (laughs) went with the the plywood right on top of it, traced around it, cut it. That's old school. Threw it in. Brian ridiculed me. <laughs> I just zoom in on undercuts. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but speaking to that tiny boat nation, Mike, I talked to a guy today named Mike Lopez. Yeah. Um, and our next show in two weeks, two Sundays from now, our Christmas show is going to be about tiny boats, about the Ike Live yes. boat build. Very excited. And Michael Lopez is uh, he's got a big YouTube channel and YouTube following, and he's the guy who started Tiny Boat Nation, Tiny Boat Nation Facebook page. Awesome page, a um, lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of activity on that page, a lot of people posting, asking questions, yeah. putting up their small boat builds. Yeah. And um, so I talked to him today. He sent me some of his videos because I'm not big on YouTube. I just don't have a lot of time. Dude, holy crap, is he doing some dope stuff? Wow. Really cool stuff. Very cool. Yeah. So. 
Can't wait to see some of it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, uh, The Ike Live Christmas special, December 22nd. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Sunday, December 22nd, I think it is. Uh, It's going to be our Christmas special. Talking about tiny boats, it's going to be good. Uh, Last but not least, Pete, before we get into the show, um, did want to mention everybody, we've got all the Ike gear still on sale right now. I know uh, it was... It was Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but if you're interested in some of the Ike gear, uh, Ike shirts, sweatshirts, uh, hats, books, whatever, also this Ike Live hat that I'm wearing, go to Ike, uh, go to com to the shop uh, and uh, do a little Christmas shopping while you're there. Let me remind everybody right now, if you're watching, this is the show's about to get good here in a couple minutes. We're gonna we're gonna be dialing Fletcher up here in a second. Uh, let me remind you. Your input tonight is critical. We want to hear from you. If you've got a question, a comment, if you've got a thought on what you're hearing tonight, uh, please hit us up. Uh, Riz is man in the IMs here tonight all night. Uh, and in the third segment, we're going to be opening up the phone lines. We want to hear from you. So uh, hit us up on the IM. Also, if you're watching over on our social feeds, uh, at Ike Live Show, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can leave comments there as well. Once again, if you're at Facebook... Like and share the feed, and you'll be entered in a chance to win Dyke Life gift bag. Uh, Pete, before we get the show started, let's, as we always do, let's uh, want to thank our military, active veterans, uh, men and women. Thank, thank you guys for what you do. Uh, police, EMT, firemen. Thank you so much, yeah, especially, especially during the holidays. Especially during the holidays, yeah. a lot of stuff happens, and and you guys are all there. I know you. They like to spend the holidays with their families as well, but they're they're out. Uh, doing the work that's really, really challenging, yeah. and, and we appreciate it uh, so much. We all do. Thank you very much for your service, and, and thanks for all the emergency personnel out there. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Now, we're and gonna, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas, absolutely. We're going to be dialing up uh, Fletcher here in a second. We're going to get him on Skype. But at, at, while we're waiting to do that, let me just – of course, you know, we're doing a catch-up, and I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say – the big news, Pete, over Thanksgiving mm-hmm. of um, Brandon Polnick and Gerald Swindle leaving Major League Fishing and going to Bass. That's got to be one of the biggest storylines here in the sport in, in the last couple months, for sure. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. You know, uh, you know they've had storied careers over in, in, in Bass, both of them. And, uh, you know, they made their decisions. At, you know, it's been talked about a lot. I, um, you know, want to give a, a shout out to uh, Bass Talk Live. Uh, Mark and Matt interviewed both of those guys, both Brandon and uh, and Gerald, and and really amazing interviews, and got some really good insight on on yeah. what what caused them to make their decision, yeah. where their head was. Yeah. Uh, you know, I learned a lot about you know that that whole process, and you know, it helped me it helped me understand it a lot. Yeah. You know, because uh, yeah. you know that. That's a really – it was obviously a difficult decision for everybody to make that big change yeah. last year. Yep. And you can under, certainly understand that, uh, you know, pe- people have – after being there for a year, they feel differently or miss things or, or had to make a move. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, I think you're going to hear it over and over tonight that, you know, I don't think there is a right answer. I think everybody is entitled to their own mm-hmm. opinion. And I think what's right for one person might not be right for the other. You're mm-hmm. going to hear that tonight a little bit. But definitely big news. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter, I think we're ready. Okay. I'm excited. Enough of the small talk. Uh, we've got uh, joining us. And I, I want to say, if I'm going to guess correctly, Brian DeCarpenter, yes. I'm going to say 
This is the third or fourth time we've had Fletcher on. And a little bit of history before we patch Fletcher through. Fletcher was part of one of the original Ike Live shows. And I want to I wanna say this is back when we had no fucking idea what we were doing whatsoever. <laughs> it was a really, really bad show back then, Brian. It was a terrible I show. I remember this one. Fletcher was on the show with uh, Trent Cole. Oh, you're right. Yes. Oh, that's right. Fletcher was on one of the original Ike Lives. We had not only one oh, of the best. That was like show number three. That was like show number three. Not only one of the best bass fishermen yeah. in the world on, one of the best football players in the world on, yeah. and we had no idea what we're doing. And one of the worst producers. And the worst producer and the worst, uh, yeah, every, everything was bad. But yeah. um, That show doesn't exist. That show doesn't exist. You could probably go back in the archives and find that crappy show. <laughs> or, or did, did we eventually did we patch it through? Or we never patched it through. I don't know if through. we did. I know we did half of a show, but it wasn't. It wasn't even live. Yeah, All right, yeah, that one made every, that one may be in the dust somewhere. But um, Fletcher's been on the show a few times. I want to say three or four times. But so excited to have him back on, joining us via Skype, the one and only Fletcher Trock. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me on. What's up, Fletch? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. All right. First things first, you are, you know, you talk about professional anglers, um, and you're one of the young guys, and I used to be a young guy like 30 years ago, and Pete was a young guy like 50 years ago, <laughs> and <clears throat> part of being a young angler is you're a bit of a gypsy, and I was too. So, you know, you, you know, you, your brother, a lot of the young anglers, you guys are gypsies because you're always on the road. You're hardly ever home. And you don't have kids yet. And you don't have kids yet. So where are you exactly. right now? Where are you Skyping from? Dude, actually, I met, I finally bought a house in near Gunnersville in Alabama. So we finally settled in here. And I've noticed since I've moved here permanently, I've done a whole lot less gypsying around. Wow. Because we actually have a decent place that I can fish and get everything done that I need to and still go home at night. So it's been working out pretty good since we moved here. Wow, that's but nice. For the so, most part, for about the last year, even when I had my house in Ohio, yeah, uh, we pretty well lived out of my RV for I think thirteen months straight. Yeah, I, know. We're, yeah. I don't even know if we're going to do the RV deal this next season, just because we're both Rose and I both are just so over it. You know what I mean? Right. We spent so much time in the RV, and really, that's ideally the best way to you know go to tournaments. But yeah. we just spent so much time in it. I don't know if uh, we're going to do it again this next year or not. But yep. it's good to you know be here in Alabama, be able to fish every day, and you know, get stuff done, get, you know, the boat dealerships, all that stuff's close. Just makes things a lot easier for, you know, for me to run and operate my business, you know? Yeah, so you're you're Skyping, you're home right now. You're at Gunners. I'm home, yep. Okay. Yep, now, I, I got to ask you, so it looks like, when you look at it on paper, Pete, over the last five years, like all, not all, but a lot of the big, big name guys in the sport have moved to <laughs> Gunnersville. It's crazy. What? Why? What? What made you move there, Fletcher? What was? What was the reason for the move? Dude, I come here last year. Last year in the fall, because I heard about how great the grass bite was in the fall, and anyone that follows me knows I love to flip and frog and do things like that. So I come here to you know experience that grass bite. And when I did that, I never wanted to leave. And right. uh, even all spring and summer, I could just not wait to get back out on Gunnersville and shoot the grass bite was good in end of June, July this year. So wow. anytime I get a free moment, man, I just go down to the bottom of the hill, drop the boat in the water, go out there and daub around and frog around. And I absolutely love cool. it, you know. It's now cool. that the grass is gone, I have not spent one day out there. Wow. I've been down to Ufala a couple of times. I just actually got back from a trip to uh, from Mexico, from Lake Bacharach. I was down there with the uh, Gary Yamamoto staff, and we worked with some new baits and stuff down there. That was a lot of fun. Caught a lot of big fish and 
had a really good time with those guys. Uh, this past few days, I went down to Ufall and fished a little bit. Man, it's, it's nice to be centrally located. Yeah. You know, considering where all of our tournaments are, it's not a big deal for me just to up and run down to Ufall because I'd never been there aside from one cup event that I'd fished there before. Right. Um, it's just nice being able to run, you know, look at the schedule and everything's within eight hours. Whereas when I was in Ohio, and I mean, you guys can relate, you know, you look at Texas, it's so far, you know, yeah. it's hard. it was always hard for us to go home and made us even more like gypsies to just stay in the RV in between events because it was easier just to stay than it was to drive 20 hours home or 12 yeah. hours home and do it, you know, drive it back in a few days. So it, it makes sense for a lot of different reasons to be here. And I like it. Yeah. It, it's gotta be a nice change to be able to fish 12 months a year. Uh, yeah. You know, coming from Ohio, you never could do that. That, well, you haven't been there for very long. So you, I guess you're just getting that experience. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the thing too. Like even last year I left here in Guntersville when it started getting cold. Well, truth be told, when the grass blew out, I left and I went to Florida and I stayed in Florida, all, you know, all winter. So I've been kind of used to fishing every day. So just living in Ohio just didn't make a whole lot of sense for me. I don't know if, I'll, you know, we may end up back up there. All our family and, family and friends are up there. Yeah. But uh, as long as I'm fishing for a living, I'm going to be in this vicinity for now, sure. Now, let me, let me ask you this. What does Ohio have that Gunnersville doesn't? Are there, is there something like right now, if, if you were just close your eyes and think about it, what was one thing you loved and could get readily in Ohio? Snow. That you, besides <laughs> snow, that you can't get at Gunnersville. Ohio State uh, football. That's true. That's Ohio State football. football. Hey, we're, we're killing it, too. I was a little nervous last night. I don't know if you guys watched that game, but I couldn't believe that first half. But, yeah, I'm a strong Buckeyes fan, always will be. I can't get... I can't get uh, used to this whole roll tide thing. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I better watch how loud I say that, but that's just the truth. <laughs> but I guess the one thing I do miss here is just going up to Lake Erie and fishing. I mean, as far as fishing, right? Yeah. Um, Lake Erie is a special place. That it place is. is awesome. And uh, I miss that. I've even thought about just dragging one of my boats up there and fishing for a weekend just to go up there and catch some smallmouth. And this is one of the best times of year to do it if you get a good day. But uh, overall, I'm, I'm much happier down here, though. Yeah. How do you catch smallmouth this time of year up on Lake Erie? Dude, it's Dude, the yes. best. When it gets really, really cold, like low 40s, they don't fight very much, but they are just, I mean, a normal three and a half pounder will weigh four and a half. And those standard wow. four to fives, which Lake Erie's chock full of, they weigh pushing six. You know, they're just super chunky footballs and they ball up in wintering holes and you can just pretty well catch them at will all day. This giant smallmouth, it's a lot of fun. Man, and I didn't get to do that the last couple of years, so I need to get that. I might have to do that whenever I go home for uh, Christmas if it's still, fall, you know, not iced over. So, did I get into harbors or did it, what's a wintering hole? I don't mean yeah, to get Bass way. University on you, but I'm fast. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. There's just places, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of current on all the Great Lakes, and there's places where they get just out of that current, like in some of the bays and insides of those points where they would just pile up on rock, you know, flats with chunk rock and things. They didn't really seem to be on necessarily big rock piles or anything real noticeable. They just kind of get on those flats. What seemed to be out of the current seems to be the pattern. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, you know, that's the one thing, Pete, we've talked about it forever and ever. Living in New Jersey, having that direct access to all those good fisheries. That's something we've always thought about, you know. Mm-hmm. Me and you have stayed because of our fam- the family ties here, and it's it was always too hard to leave, but... You know, when I looked at moving, I looked at Alabama and I looked at Tennessee. They were always the places that I thought I said, I want to be at Gunnersville, I want to be at Pickwick, I want to be in that area. 
because it's so centrally located, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, you just said it. You have you've had the chance to practice a little bit. Um, what are you trying to practice every lake? Because I know you got you and your brother are both workaholics, and I I love that about you guys. You seems like every time I call you, if you're not fishing an event, you're practicing for the next one. Are you going to continue that strategy, or, or are you going to change it up a little bit? I think in the past years, in order to keep up with guys like yourself, um, you know, have to compete against everyone, I've had to do that. Um, I don't know if I'm to the point yet that I can just drop it entirely, but I'm starting to become a lot more comfortable showing up to places and just going fishing. Yeah. But it's taken me all those days that you're at. You're asking, why are you there already? You know, what are you doing now? Like, why? But I learned so much through all that, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe, you know, in another year or so, maybe I'm getting there now um, to where I won't have to just go and practice, practice, practice every venue. Um, and experience is a lot of it, too, man. It takes a lot of years in this deal, I feel, to get comfortable and understand all the different nuances that this sport, you know, you have to face in this sport. And yeah. Just experience it. And the only way to get experience is to get out there and do it, you know. Um, so to answer your question, I hope that I don't have to practice as hard and as much in the future. I mean, I'm definitely not afraid to work hard but it would be nice to uh focus on other things for sure well yeah. you you've done so much in a short period of time i mean you were you were racing bikes 10 years ago you know and now you're fishing at the top of the game you know i mean that's that's impressive what you've been able to do and i imagine that the hard work is everything to do with that yeah guys i, I appreciate that I, I do miss the motorcycle racing stuff but i tell you what i learned a lot from that sport that's kind of carried over to just just anything in life you know you put your time in you put the work in uh you put everything forward to do it and, and you know it's motocross racing taught me the same thing what mike was just saying a second ago just that hard work you know you can get where you want to be I, by no means am i to where i want to be in professional bass fishing but i'm going to keep working at it and we'll see where it goes yeah work worth work ethic is a big thing uh let me remind everybody uh if you've got a question or comment for fletcher we've got our im board open rich is going to be putting them through uh, real quick, why why you were talking, Fletcher? I, I'm looking at the uh, social feed for Ike Live, and we had one pop up that's kind of funny, and I wanted to uh, pass it through. It was from Travis. There's he, a lot of good ones he, out there. Yeah, he says. Uh, Tra- Travis says, Fletcher, are the rumors about the Gunnersville cult true? Secret handshake, private meetings, waypoint swapping, wife swapping, etc. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's so funny. Like, there's so many guys that live around here, but I don't see anybody. And I, like, it's it, it is kind of weird. It's, everyone thinks we get together every Sunday and have cookouts and stuff. Yeah. It's just not, it's not real. I have not seen anyone that's you know that's been really like that. That know? doesn't like, happen. Like you, like you and Randy aren't like putting deodorant under each other's armpits every night. <laughs> No, I mean, it's, I mean, we we do see each other in passing. You know, you may see someone at the store driving down the road, but it's yeah. not like a real. It's not like what everyone would think, I guess. Right. But What's I do love soup? it here. It's a great community, man. Like the people here are awesome. Everyone, you know. Yeah. Fishing fans all the way around, and, and I do really enjoy the community here and everyone here. Yeah, it sure. is. Guttersville is a, is a cool town. It's it's a fishing town, you it know, is, and yeah. it's and the lake holds up to the pressure. Which I can't believe, but it, it is, does. It is somehow. And and then you got Wheeler on one side, Pickwick on the other, and oh, yeah. a million places oh, in between. God, yeah. Lanier's just a couple hours away. I oh, mean, it's it's sickening. It's got everything. It's got everything. Uh, I want to switch topics, Fletcher, and talk to you about last year a little bit. And I, and I, I want to approach it from two sp- standpoints. I want to talk about uh, your performance. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on your performance 
last year in, in Major League Fishing. It was a groundbreaking year. Um, you know, it was, it was it was a learning curve. Even for the guys that have already fished there, there was a little bit of learning curve. I want to talk to you about that a little bit, and then I want to talk to you about uh, about your significant other, Rose. Uh, you guys went through some stuff last year, and, and talk about whatever you want to talk about or don't want to talk about. But I know that that's that's a tough thing to deal with, and I know we we talked about it on the road last year. But let's start with your performance. How would you rate it? Do you have a good season? You have a bad season? You, you, what do you you know? What's your mindset on how last year went? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me this year, I've ended up making six out of eight knockout rounds. I made six of eight cuts in, uh, in eight events. But when I got to the knockout rounds, I got knocked out. Like, for whatever reason, like, things just didn't come together in the knockout rounds. And a lot of that's, you know, fishing pressure. Yeah. You know, I'd shared a lot of water, for instance, I think, at different times with Hackney. And, you know, it's it's yeah. funny how we go through those four days of fishing. You don't know who, who fished. Say if you're in Group B, you don't know if the guys in Group A fish your water no or somewhere else. No idea. So you're trying to manage fish, and then you don't really know what you're managing or not yeah. managing until the knockout round comes, and you try to pull up to your best spot, and there's Greg Hackney, and you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I, I struggled a lot in the knockout rounds. Right. So, but I did make six of eight. Um, I did good in the first two. You know, the shotgun round, the elimination rounds, for the most part, were good. But the knockout rounds, I ended up missing the uh, red crest because of it because we get based, you know, we get given points based on our performance into the knockout round. Right. So you could win, which I didn't, but you could win your, you know, your first two rounds and then go to the knockout round and get 37th. And you left there with, help right. me out, 43 points, or, you know. Yeah. So it's really important to do good in those knockout rounds. I'm not making excuses. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't get it done. Though, so. Yeah, that, 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 that's so important. You know, those points, you talk about point accumulation. And, you know, like when I look at my last year, I, I kind of look at it the same way you did. I had I had a handful of good events and a couple of really really bad ones, you know. Um, but I, I look back on it and I think, God, if I could have just accumulated ten more points in those two it's, events, you know, mm-hmm. how much further I would have been up on the standings in AOY. So it, it makes it's a big crazy difference. how much it adds up. Oh, it's crazy, and it's crazy watching what you're talking about because you watch guys manage their fish. And we're like, don't manage them because Hackney's going there and going to burn them up. <laughs> you, you better catch he's what gonna, you can the catch. The one that shaking off at the end of the day, he's going to catch the next day. So you might as well just swing on all of them, right? Yeah. But then there's other times where, you know, you may be hurting yourself by catching all you can catch. It's just you just don't ever know, you know. Right. We know. <laughs> as a viewer, we the know. Viewers as a, know. Yeah, the viewers right, right. know. But we're, the fishermen have no idea. Yeah, we're watching. But <laughs> yeah. that's got to be that's got to be so hard as an angler. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard not knowing. You know, it's hard because of the groups. It's hard not knowing. Uh, catch us up with Rose. I know she. You know, she had a successful surgery. Everything is doing really good. You, you want to talk a little bit about that? I don't know if everybody knows the situation. Yeah, I mean, so last year we. It was last year about this time, right at Thanksgiving. She, and we went through a couple of years where she was just really in a, in a, just really depressed, got to the point she wouldn't get out of bed, you know, um, wouldn't cook, wouldn't just turn into a different person. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out what it was. And then right around, uh, and this went on for, it just progressively get, kept getting worse over the course of a couple of years. And then last year's Thanksgiving, she was diagnosed with a very large brain tumor. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was not cancerous, but uh, still a large mass in your brain obviously isn't good. So um, we dealt with that, and 
the thing grew and it got it got to be a pretty scary situation this spring. I know we was at I think it was after Table Rock one coming back, which should have been Grand Lake, but we had to come back for Table Rock two. She had her surgery. And uh man, it was hard for me, but I think I was just so numb because it's like you can't even really realize what's going on in a moment like that. Yeah. You can't it's just hard to explain the emotions like uh what was really going on with that. But man, she's doing really, really, really good. There was a lot of it was a very difficult surgery, and there was a lot of risks involved. And yeah. she, she come out of it. She's lost hearing in one ear, but other than that, she is one hundred percent back to herself and uh, doing really, really good. And the good thing is, they had to leave a little bit of it in there. And, and if they do have to do any maintenance on it, it's not going to be anything devastating. The worst part of it's over. So I'm very, very, very thankful for for that. Right. Well, we're, we're uh, yeah, we are thankful. Sorry, I might have give you the, gave you a long story there, but that's no, basic. that that that's good. We we love the update, and and I know we talked at uh, Chickamauga last year, and I was thinking about you guys the whole year, and so happy to hear that it, it it's amazing though technology. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like something like that, and they can deal with it, and there's no problems. It's awesome. It, it it's truly amazing, and it was amazing to me to see Rose at at iCast and see you guys. Uh, her up and around and yeah and uh yeah i'm I'm just so thrilled uh for you guys that 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 worked out the way that it did yeah thank you guys thank you yeah Yeah. i did not expect her to be at icast by any means she wasn't supposed to be actually she was actually just on her feet but she didn't want to miss icast because she didn't want to miss everyone uh she was a trooper for you know going through that for sure man she stood on the floor with me all hours through the day and i mean she'd just gotten out of the hospital and but she wanted to be there so yeah She's very supportive, and I'm very thankful, you know, for her and, and the fact that everything worked yeah. out. Well, yeah, well, we we are too. We're happy she's on the other side of it. Um, Thank I, you, guys. I want to I want to switch it up now, and you know this, you know, we we had to get to this, and this is a big thing, and uh, it it relates to. Can I stop you for a second? You can though? stop me for a second. Whenever, whenever you we were just talking about Rosa's situation, now we're talking about this situation. Yeah. It's like it really puts things into perspective, right? So it does. This isn't as big of a deal as, you know, a lot of things. It's so. it's not. This I guess talking to, talking about both of those things back to back. Yeah, this and, and here's the reality Switch. of it, Pete. This isn't what we're what we're about to talk about isn't life or death, right? It isn't life or death. Fletcher didn't shoot anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't stab anybody. I didn't rob a bank. He didn't rob a bank. He, he didn't. He wasn't naked on my front. He porch. wasn't naked on your front porch <laughs> masturbating. The message board seems to think it might have been. No, it wasn't him. Um, it wasn't Fletcher, him. Do you do you possibly comb your hair back in any other ways <laughs> on Friday nights? Uh, he, Fletcher didn't kneel during the American American anthem. I mean, it's <laughs> nothing. This yeah, is right? nothing like, crazy. Call, there's the memes out there like I'm calling Kaepernick now. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Anthem. It's crazy. I mean, it's simply. <laughs> Simply put, it was a it was a post that you made that was your feelings, right? And and, yep. and think about it, Pete. We all make we all make those posts. I mm-hmm. make them. Brian the Carpenter makes them. Riz, you make. I mean, we all make posts on things that we believe in and we feel, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but in saying that, on November 27th, you made a post and. It, it really, really created a firestorm. And and just to give you a little, you know, analogy, like when I look back on things, you know, I would say this is at the level of when, like, Ish got in a fight at the locks at Lake Toho. Right. It was at the level of when I kicked the light pole off the back of the boat 
you know, at, at the Bassmaster Classic. Thank uh, God there wasn't social media then. Thank God there wasn't social media back in this right, age. Right. Uh, but it it created They're still it, talking about it. Yeah. It, they are still talking They're still about talking about it. About it. Uh, it really did create this unbelievable response from people. And and, and you know well, it, it, here's the thing. Yeah. It was a somewhat cryptic post. It was short. Um and it, and it wasn't it was so, like I said somewhat cryptic. It was left to a lot of interpretation, and right. there was a lot of interpretation that happened. Thousands right. and thousands and thousands of interpretations on social media. Right. And um, and that's why we invited Fletcher on tonight to to hear what you know. What's what, your interpretation? What's your interpretation of your post? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made it. What's your interpretation? Hey guys, let, let, let me start by saying this. I knew and heard about some things that was going to happen in the industry for a while now. Mike, we've all heard about a lot, yeah. you know, a lot of yeah. this stuff. And for the longest time, man, I'd spend my evenings out on Gunnersville, dobbing my cricket around and doing whatever, and I just kept thinking about it. And dude, honestly, I thought about this a while ago. I'm like, that would be that would be the exact thing that I would like to say, you know, and then when it all came to fruition and the announcement was made the day before Thanksgiving and there's just all this rah rah celebrating that guys are coming back and they're changing their minds and all this stuff. It, it really, uh, I felt like it was time to, uh, post exactly the way that I felt. And it wasn't something, like I said, it wasn't something I just spur of the moment did. I wasn't drinking too much eggnog at the, yeah. you know, at my yeah. parents' Thanksgiving dinner. It was something that I thought about. And I just, the bottom line is, man, for those guys to back out on a commitment that we all have, we left, bass uh last year and that wasn't easy for a lot of guys to do right for those guys you know and basically dude i feel like i feel like personally we created an 80 man brotherhood now we don't all get along we all fight like children at times and argue and whatever but at the end of the day we all got together and said hey let's make this sport better across the board and i feel like those 80 guys leaving you know starting up the dpt did that Right. Um, without question. This is the first time in fishing history that 160 guys fish for over $10 million in free earnings or sponsorship money from the organizations, right? Right. That wouldn't have happened if we didn't make that move. If right. everyone would have stood behind each other and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. It's right for the sport. So when guys go back on that and want to go back to the other organization that clearly – I've I got to say this, Chase Anderson and the guys at Bass have done a great job. I, I think he had inherited a bad situation whenever he bought Bass. I really don't think he knew a lot of the stuff that was going on. I don't want to get into that stuff, right? Right. I think they did a very good job of, of making it better for the anglers. My brother's still over there. I talk to my brother every single day, sometimes three times a day, right? Um, they've done a really good job of making things better over there for the anglers. So I, I guess the reason for my post is I just have a hard time respecting that a guy would go back after one year against the organization and against the 80 of the guys that left originally right, and go back to the circuit that's now better because of the original 80 that left. Right. And that's the reason for my, and that's the reason for my post. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, as simple I, as that. Yeah. And I get, I get that. And I, and I, I do want to bring up a couple points, Pete, and then I'll let you jump in. Um, the 80 guys that left, right. And, and I, I feel like this is important to explain this a little bit. 
Uh, we've got a lot of people watching and listening right now that are pro-BASS, pro-BASS, anti-MLF. And I, I just, and again, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I, if you, you know, I, I want everybody to believe what they believe. But the 80 guys left because they felt they felt mistreated at Bass, right? That whole movement happened. The whole MLF movement mm-hmm. happened because there were things that were happening at Bass that weren't fair, that weren't right, and it was a it was a move to right the problems, right? So that's a fact. 80 guys left because they there was issues at Bass. They left to go to create something better, right? That's a fact. The other fact is, and, and, and again, I'm not taking sides, but you mentioned it. You feel like, Fletcher, that it, it takes time to grow a business, right? You know? Absolutely. If you, if yeah, you that look, is not if you look at any business. Yeah, if you look at any business in the world, year one, two, you're losing money. Year three and four and five, you break even. Year six mm-hmm. is when you and start. And you're still figuring things out. Right, you're still figuring things out. So, so you're basically saying that you believe they left the business too, too early. early. Way too early. And I think okay. you guys can agree with that, too. I think that's just simple business, like. For a guy to leave that quick and go back, I, yeah, it just it just that had, didn't sit well with me. Hence the reason for my post. So, yeah, they definitely. I think there's so much stuff that's changing. I think at MLF, there is so much new stuff that everyone's still trying to figure out. We're lucky that we. I mean, if you look at dude, we're almost we're what 13 months into like since we signed the dotted line. It's been 13 months. There's been a lot of stuff happening at Major League Fishing in 13 months. Yeah, if you really think about it. What's another year or two years down the road going to mean, and what's the future beyond that going to be? I think it's only good things, right? But And for those guys that it didn't work out for, I get that it wasn't working out for them personally at the time. But don't back out after one year. And that's just my personal opinion, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. and, and we're going to take a couple IMs here from Riz, but before we do that, real quick, let me also say that you're still friends with Brandon and G. This isn't about, right, this... You guys are still buddies, so this isn't, you know, this isn't like you guys were enemies. And and I want to say this, and I want to make sure that everybody watching knows this, that at the end of the day, right, this is Fletcher's opinion. And we have opinions. The fans have opinions. But at the end of the day, what G and Brandon did, they need to do what's right for them, right? And it does, you know, if if they and I like, see that side, I do see. You got to see that too. side of it too, right? I do, man. I do. They I mean, have you got to. You got to be they happy. Did what they had, Life is so they did what short. They had to do, and I also yeah. comment and express the way I felt about their decision, and that's right. really all that it was. Exactly. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Riz, what do you got coming through on the IM? So the message board would like to know if your post was directly shot at Gerald and Brandon. It was. It wasn't shot. Let me tell you something. Those guys are straight up awesome dudes. They are two of the best anglers. I don't. Even, this doesn't even need mention. They are two of the best anglers on the planet. I respect them both. I just didn't respect their decision. That's all it was. Yeah. I didn't respect their decision to go. What, in my opinion, is going backwards. Hence the reason for my post. And, and I understand. There's been a lot. I can't believe how many people have taken this and ran with it and the numbers of comments that have come in on my social platforms and everywhere. I haven't been able to keep up with it, truthfully. 
No, um, there's no keeping once up with again, that. those guys are great guys. They're great ambassadors for the sport. They're great anglers. They're great people. I just didn't respect their decision. Have you talked to Brandon or Gerald since this? Happened? I have not talked to Brandon or Gerald since that post. Well, but I, that will come. I'll run into Gerald down at the Piggly Wiggly at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll In the meat aisle. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I but just, I think you know. I do think, and this may be speaking at. I shouldn't probably say this, but I do think those guys do kind of see that point too. You know what? If they do feel that strongly about what the decision they made, then good for them, right? I just still think they should have gave it more time. Yeah, and that's why they made the post. I and, did not you know, think that post was going to reach the magnitude that it did. <laughs> right. That's what's so crazy about all of this. Well, like, it's very. Go ahead, Pete. It, it's very personal. Obviously, you know, it's it, it's business. It's personal. There's so many things involved with it, and and yeah. one thing I want because. I, I relate completely to how you feel, Fletcher, because something happened to me like this in the sport, and it happened yeah. to all of us. Um, when they started the Bassmaster Elites, we went from 20 some thousand dollars in entry fees to asking the angler base for 50 some odd thousand dollars yeah. somewhere in that ballpark, and it was it was overnight. And a lot of us were on you know this wait a minute i don't have that sponsor base i called my sponsors i can't get the increases this money you know has to come from so somewhere you know i've got i've got all kinds of family and and things that i have to take into account guys stop anglers stop we can't allow this to happen yeah right and i'll never i'll never forget it because skeet who's who's a good friend of mine i was so pissed at skeet because Skeet was the first one to step up and pony up $55,000. And I was pissed. And I, I was Good thing at, social media wasn't around then, right? It wasn't around that either. I, I was pissed at him. They had stone tablets back yep. then. And second was Ike and Ellie, right there behind. <laughs> Wrote the check. I was freaking furious at these guys. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. This is not the direction. We can't increase entry fees. Yeah. We have to be decreasing entry fees. Yeah. We're going in the wrong direction. And I, at that moment, I decided that I was not going to go into the elites. And I've never fished an elite tournament. I, I switched over and competed and there, and, and there the was FLW and there side. was a lot of guys that mm-hmm. did that with you that year. There yeah. was uh, Mar- uh, uh, Jay Ellis, mm-hmm. Larry Nixon, uh, the list goes on and on. Tommy Martin, a lot of big name guys made that same decision mm-hmm. at that same time. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was a huge it was a huge event. So I completely I understand, and I want people to understand this. Fletcher. Um, I mean, you, you're making life decisions when you decided to move over and you followed the guys and that whole group. And we did this. To, you guys did that together. And you you made a huge commitment. And I can certainly understand uh, your position and, and where you could be upset that, you know, that that some guys aren't seeing it through together like you agreed. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I do want to address some of the fake news, which there has been a whole lot of fake news that's been going around about this whole thing on the social <laughs> side. Um, I did get an Elite Series invite. I think I finished 75th that year. I think I dropped my boat on the ground that last year, and I didn't check in an event. I was like an hour late at check-in. I finished 75th in the points, you know, not making the top <laughs> seven. That did 
extend me an invite, and it is in my inbox. I had to actually go back and look at it the other day. So just to clear the fake news, that I did have an option to still fish bass, right? Yeah. There's, there's so many people saying, oh, you didn't have an option. Like, dude, I did have an option, but right. I can't. You know, I'm not going right. to sit there and address every comment whenever right. they're not factual and things like that. Right. So. Well, I, I, I do want to bring this up, and I know Riz has got some more. He's he's chimed me. He's got some more coming through, and, and Brian DeCarpenter as well, but – I, you know, I'm sort of studying all this as it was, as it was happening, and I, I do have to make this comment though, and and this isn't just for you, Fletcher. This is just a comment on this happening, which was when I looked at the posts that Gerald and Brandon made, and they both both made individual social media posts announcing their return to bass and their departure from Major League Fishing. I really went through and looked at them. And I'd put the number at 75 or 80% of those comments were positive, right? There were guys yep. saying, you know, welcome home, thank God, I'm glad you're going back, this is where you belong, you know. So it was 75 or 80% for their decision. And then I went back and looked at the post that you made, and it was like the same number, 75 or 80% against not you but against major league fishing right i feel like a lot of guys took so much of the anger with major league fishing and the flw acquisition and all that stuff i feel like a lot of that anger whatever's going on with all of that they was taking that out on me and my posts on right my so why are, why are so many guys angry with with the MLF and the acquisition of MLF yeah, I mean, that, FLW if everything over there is roses. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't understand. First I mean, that's, that's, there's a few things I guess I kind of get, but for the most part, I do not get it. I mean, that's, oh, oh, I get it. that's something we need to talk about because it's obvious that in the hardcore fishing community, right? And I'm not talking about new consumers of fishing. Right, right, right. I'm not talking about because Major League Fishing, Pete, we talked about this on other shows. They do a tremendous job of attracting new people, people that don't fish, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about yeah. that because they didn't post. They're not posting on social media, right? That's They're right. Yep. Posting on your your and Brandon and Gerald's site. I'm talking about hardcore fishermen, Brian DeCarpenter. Well, I, why? Yeah. Why? I, I think if MLF had to do it all over again, could go, go back a, a year, there's several things they would do differently. Okay. Yeah. You know, a number of uh, things that they did this year that I feel, and I and I feel like Fletcher's, like he said, he's receiving the brunt of people's right, right. Fletcher's post, and I'm is, not crying when I say that. I'm just saying I feel like no, I, some I, of those emotions are yeah, showing. Yeah, it was sorry, it go was, ahead, Brian. It was two lines. It was one sentence. Yeah, you you were the lightning rod for yeah. the discontent. But that's all right. Like, I can handle it. But yeah, yeah well, well, you know, like their post about our anglers have earned this versus the other leagues' anglers have earned that. Like, that was a us-versus-them post by MLF that backfired tremendously. It turned a lot of people off. Yeah. And if you look back throughout this first year, there's been a number of instances like that. Yeah. The league, in a big way, was kind of born out of spite towards bass, and maybe for good reason. I wouldn't know. You guys would know. You were fishing over there. You yeah. know what you were dealing with. Yeah. And 65 of you left, and you say it was for good reason. You're probably right. Yeah. You know? Um there may have been a fair amount of peer pressure for guys to leave. I feel like that resonated throughout. Um, so the way MLF kind of did it this year, I think, again, there's there's a few things that they, if they had to do it over, they would do again. 
and they've they've kind of got to make up for that. There's just yeah, being told over and over and over again that we're the best, we're the best, we're the greatest, we're the best new thing ever. Like, just be the best new thing ever. Yeah. And I think just continually selling everybody kind of started to turn people off. Right. And I saw the tide turn. You know, if when the split happened, things were 50-50 in the fans between their, you know, wanting to yeah. see the new thing and all the new anglers. Yeah. I think, it, I, think it, I think it was more than 50-50 in favor of the, the MLF. Well, again, I think there was I think a lot of energy. Are, you know, from, from the posts you see, from the comments, like Mike said, 75-25, maybe even worse. And I think that's just due to those PR boners that MLF made this year. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know, and I, I yeah. think that's something that they've got to correct the way they they go about this. Yeah. Riz, what do you got? I know you got you got some stuff coming. I got a lot of stuff coming through the message board. Um, Can I make one I, more comment on that before we get moving yeah, on real yeah. quick? I do want to make this point based on the whole, you know, what we're talking about here. I do want to say that as a fan of just say football or as you know, any fan of the sport of yeah. fishing or like I'm a, you know, a fan of football or whatever. Um, I, you have to understand as a fan, you don't know everything that's going on. Right. True. Like if I'm watching football tonight and I see someone deliver yeah. a late hit and the dude lays someone out, you almost want to be like instant, like, look at that asshole, you know, or whatever. And the first thing that pops into my mind is, well, that was crazy, but what, what caused that guy to do that? Yeah. Right. There's always this cause and effect thing going on, and I do think that a lot of times in any industry, the fans aren't totally 100% up to date. I agree with that on what's going on. So it's really, yeah. and they want to make they want to make sense of everything, and and none of us want to go out there and just air out a bunch of. Dirt. We don't want to do that, right? We don't want to talk about all that stuff. Yeah. But just they do need to understand that there are a lot of things, and this goes with everything that we're talking about tonight. There are a lot of things that go on in the background yeah. that no one has any idea. That's going on. I agree with that. I'd agree with that. And And by the way, yeah. And by the way, Rich, before you get these questions, I want to let everybody know uh, my second book, Fishing on the Edge Two, will be coming out in a few years, and I'm going to air out everybody's dirty laundry. Okay, go ahead, Chris. (laughs) Here we go. Um, So, oh yeah, come on, let's smell. So, Fletcher, uh, going back to what you just said about cause and effect, uh, and the, the the reference you made to football. Um, how does that not apply to the cause and effect of why Gerald and Brandon may have made made the switch? There's got to be a cause, and this is the effect. If you can see the logic for the guy that makes a late hit in football, where's the the the, the non-site on the cause and effect of why they decided to leave? Yeah, and so like I said, there's a lot of things that we I don't care to talk about. I, I'm not saying there's any reason in particular in any direction, but I can't sit here and tell you everything that has went on or has not went on. I think Mike can agree with that. I think Mike kind of gets where I'm coming from with that. Um, you know. Yeah. Next question. Well, yeah. well I, I'd just like to comment on that because, you know, I, I now I just sided with Fletcher, and now I'm going to side with Brandon and Gerald because um, I see both sides. I Trainer. Mean, I live in both sides. For, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in that realm. And, and, you know, when I grew up, like I heard the, you know, over on Bass Talk Live, the uh, you know Brandon talking about the importance of the federation. I know how important oh, it was. To super you. important. I mean, we fished all the federation tournaments. We tried to qualify for the divisionals and the nationals, and and it was all about getting to the classic. It was all about winning the national uh, championship, and and that's what I wanted to do. And then I 
you know, I got qualified. I made it through all these levels, and I'm sitting there and being invited to, to compete in the elites. And, you know, I'm, I'm right there. And uh, I have to make the business decision not to do it. And I found myself over at the FLW competing in um, – in, in my my world, which was like a soulless environment, you know, yeah. it's like that's not where I wanted to be. That's not where I saw my career going. You, you lost that historical connection that you had I to did. the sport. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I had the sticker on the back of my truck, and, you yeah. know, this is, you know, that was – I wanted to win the Classic, you know. I wanted to win the Angler of the Year. I didn't want to go into a, a tournament that just had more money involved or right. was different. So – you know, I, I imagine, you know, I imagine a lot of guys are going through that, you know. I, I remember getting up to going fishing to those tournaments, and my my heart and soul was not in. I was not invested. Right. And uh, and I imagine that's exactly what they feel, and uh, and they they acted on it, you know. And But I, I, I feel, you know, I feel their pain. I feel what they're going through. Yeah. And, and, and I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Um, everybody, you need to be happy. You know, if you're not happy, you know, you got to you got to make a change, you know. Well, I mean, right off the bat, there's the two leagues are completely different. They're different leagues. Right. One's a five fish. One's a five fish. Different format. Right. Yeah. And I think the big picture is in the next handful of years. In my what I would like to see is I would like to see MLF over here and bass over there and the anglers figure out which tournament format fits them the best. And go there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yourself, you do good at bass. You also do really well at MLF because you're a guy that fishes for bites. And you fish, fish fast and like a maniac. Yeah, I love one-pounders. And you never slow down. Woo! <laughs> so, you, so that format does fit you. Um, you know, I'd love to see them both exist. Yeah. Now, if, you know, they're going to attack each other, I'm not going to like that. You know what right. I mean? So when I see them attacking each other, especially in public, when I see one trying to take the other out, right. I feel like division. I'm being attacked because right. they're trying to take something away that I like. Right. So I do agree with mind. you, Brian. I do agree. Yeah, right. keep that in mind. I agree with that. I agree with everything you guys are saying, by the way. I agree right. with that. Rez, what do you got? Um, in the business uh, of fishing, sponsorships are so vitally important for um, your, your longevity as an angler. And – with the recent post um, directed some, somewhat directed towards Gerald and Brandon Polinick, uh, being such you know high highly respected guys in the industry and carrying so much clout, have you thought about the uh, the after effects and the ways that it might affect your sponsorship? And have you you know have you had to deal with any of those ramifications yet? No, I haven't had to deal with that. That's something I did put some you know, thought into that, like what repercussions. And honestly, I did not think it was going to be anything even remotely close to what this whole situation turned into. Um, but I do want to touch on this. Um, I do feel like in our sport, and this is kind of getting off subject, but I'm going to get back to it. I do feel like in our sport, we have so many guys that are just, man, my boat's great, my motor's great, my rods are great, my reels are great, my graphs are great, my line's great, my lure's great, I got great underwear on, I got great shoes, it's going to be a great day, tomorrow's going to be great. Am I right, Mike? Like, if you listen, a lot of times you just hear the, these things a lot. And, and once again, there's a lot of people that they don't really talk about anything else other than just like everything's great. So there's if you look at any other sport, um, there's always something going on. If you look at NASCAR, if you look at, once again, football, any other sport, what I did in any other sport 
wouldn't even be a blip on the radar. It wouldn't even probably make it on Sports Center. But That's since it's true. fishing yeah, and everything's supposed to be That's good, good, true. good, good, yeah. good, what I'm getting with this is I do feel like there's value in being real. And I don't feel like what I did or what I said was that vindictive or that bad. It's not like I, you know, once yeah, again, I, I'm I don't, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. I'd agree too. with that. I, I don't think the meaning of what you what you posted was bad. It's your opinion. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I think maybe the way you posted it, you know, it yeah. is where people I didn't had. Like the, I'll be honest. I didn't like the post, and I might not agree with his opinion, but I don't hate Fletcher for no, it. No, absolutely not. At all. not. And I didn't feel the need to lash out at him with such furious anger and vitriol. I think that is really silly. I yeah. mean, I know some people are having fun with it, but I think that's that's just really silly. I just yeah. didn't agree with it. Right. But I had fun reading some of the comments. Actually, some of the memes were some of the best yet. I actually asked my family at Thanksgiving, I want a scrapbook at, at, th- or at Christmas <laughs> with all the memes in it. Because some of them are really good. How about the one? How about We're, the one with me and Boyd, which is so funny because me and Boyd don't even really talk. Like he lives a couple miles from my house. I mean, I don't really talk to Boyd. Don't really know Boyd. I mean, he's a great dude, right? But I don't. I don't know him that well at all, right? I go to his dealership, but Boyd's always in some other state or something flying around or whatever. I don't know Boyd that well, so people just assume that I'm like Boyd's best friend. There we are, you know, standing at the front of a Walmart greeting people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> On these memes, it's just these people. I mean, people took it and they just ran so crazy far with it, you know, like saying that my mom and dad's rich and all this stuff. And that's the furthest <laughs> thing from the truth, too, right? Um, it's been crazy. But back to my point, though, with what I was getting at with that, with the sponsor side, to answer the question, I do feel like there is value in being real in this game. And I feel like this game does lack that a lot. And I don't think that being real necessarily means, you know, make a post that has 2,000 negative comments on it and everyone's making memes about you in a bad way. But I do feel like at some point it's it doesn't hurt your brand to or it doesn't hurt me personally to feel like, okay, this dude's being real. If this dude's going to promote something, he's at least going to tell him how it is, right? I don't want to be that guy like, yeah, 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 everything's great, 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 good, good, good. Because that's what we've turned into as pro fishermen. I yeah. think so much of the audience has turned off to that. Right. You know, I want when I say something's good, I want people to believe me. Some people don't like it, that's okay. But that means the other people that do that are listening will believe me more if I'm at least being real with them. So I see yeah. their value in being real. And if it ends up costing me sponsorships because of this post, then I'm okay with that. Gotcha. That's, to answer the question. That's a good answer. I don't know if you agree with that or not, Mike. That's but, a good uh, answer. Well, I, I agree with being real and I agree with Voicing your opinion, mm-hmm. you know, and we've all, I've always tried to do that. And we try to do that here at Ike Live as well. Rich, yep. what do you got? Um, the Eco Bass Angler on the message board um, would also like to know. It it, it appears that you're um, you're beginning to rock the missing mustache look. He wants to know if that was derived from from any one one person or being missing mustache. It was supposed to be a joke. I was trying to bring light to the situation. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I, I guess my I guess, <laughs> I guess my delivery wasn't very good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. Shout out to the Eco Bass. Shout out to Eco Bassett. He was he came with me to the Rutgers match, by the way. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Rutgers kids or uh, his kids wrestled as well. So All right, so I, l- let me ask this one because this is one that I'm sure has come up on the message board. Um, 
and I think I already know the answer, but I have to ask it to you, Fletcher. If you could go back in time, would you not post that, or would you post that in a different way? That's a hard one, man, because I think I think posting it, just seeing the crazy amount of negativity. Hi, Becky. Fletcher said hi. <laughs> I think just seeing the amount of negativity and how people took that in such a, I, I don't want to say I'd like to, you know, yeah, I want to change it, but dude, so many people took it in a negative way. Um, I didn't expect that to be that way. And I think people took it way far above and beyond what it really was. Um, so yeah, I think I would have probably changed the way I did it just because of the way it was perceived. Problem with me is problem with my brother. We're just so just down to earth. Like when we say something, we just say it and we don't really care how it comes across. And that's something that I've always struggled with. I'm never going to be a politician. Um, I like it. I you're like, can't. you're like, you're from Jersey. You're a Northeastern. I just can't, I just can't sugarcoat <laughs> things. And sometimes I rub people the wrong way with that. I don't mean bad by it, but that's just my personality. So I had no problem just typing that up. But now looking back on it, yeah, it was maybe a little harsh. I don't, I definitely don't apologize for it by any means. You know, I'm going to stand yeah. behind what I said. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it was maybe a little harsh looking back. And seeing how much negativity it did cause and, and how much, I forget what it, you know, Brian called it, cryptic. I guess you could call it that, too, because a lot of people didn't really know what it meant, which I thought, to me, it was very obvious with the timing of my post being hours after the announcement of guys changing back over. You know, I felt like um, everyone would get it, but I don't think everyone did. I think a lot of guys were thinking I'm calling myself a big bad wolf and all this stuff, and that wasn't the intention, right? Um, right. I did want to make a point, but I think I come across a little harsh, so that's a tricky question to answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, did, here, yeah. Go ahead, Pete. Did did uh did you get guys uh, ownership on the the tour calling you or any of the other guys saying, you know what, Fletch, me too. I feel you know that what? way. I'm glad you asked that. Um, you know what's so funny about it? As my social media is just blowing up with negativity. There's also a lot of people that are silently liking it that are not commenting negatively, okay? And that's just the social side. But on the other side, my cell phone inbox, on my text messages and my voicemails are just blowing up from people that just loved what I posted. These are anglers. These are people that I didn't even know had my number. Uh, people that are high up in the industry agreed with my statement because they got it. So that was the side of it that I saw, but they're they're like that silent majority, right? Like they're not going to jump into the comment section on my Facebook page into a mosh pit, right? Because that's exactly <laughs> what it turned into. But they're calling me saying, "Hey, I, you know, you've got balls for posting that, and I and I appreciate that. I heard that a lot, not necessarily from any of the ownership from you know the league at MLF or anything like that, but just a lot of anglers and a lot of people in the industry reached out to me, which I thought was pretty crazy, right? So yeah. You don't hear about that, though. Yeah, right? you don't no. see that. No, you don't hear about that. Now, and I, I do have to say this too. I just want to throw this comment out there, and and I'll direct it to you, Pete. Would you agree that with this scenario, um, this is this was a PR firestorm, and the old adage, and and I look at my own career, sometimes a little bit of bad PR is good PR because they're talking about you. Would you agree with this? 
Well, we've seen it a number of times. Yeah. You know, uh, work, work, <laughs> Thousands of work, times. Working closely with Ike. You know? <laughs> hey, if they're not talking bad about you, they're not talking That's about right. you. That's you, right. Yeah, you're darn, you're darn right. And, uh you know, dang skippy. <laughs> there's no Unfortunately, such thing. that's the world we live in. So <laughs> there's no such thing as bad exposure, bad publicity, and uh, I could go without it for a while, though. I will say that. Yeah, <laughs> I could go I, I without some bad publicity for a minute. I think you're accounting but, for it nicely and, and explaining it, and uh, you know, and you can see that people that it, people are on your side, and uh, and and that's got to really be a good thing. Or has your social media numbers gone up? <laughs> it's funny. I've had a lot of people unfollow me, and then they get more followers, and people. I, so actually, I think I'm about dead even. So, um, but you know, I think a lot of it too was people that were never really active on my social account anyway. To be truthful, you know, they might yeah. have been haters and just following along, and then the opportunity comes, and then they're bashing and yeah. then they unfollow or whatever. So I don't think it's that negative overall. Yeah. You know, I really don't. Yeah. Uh, Brian Riz, what do you got back there? Um, I think ahead. I think Fletch. I think you just gave people an opportunity to let out some frustrations with their own life. And that's they true. And they took it out on you. That's true. Well, that that's that's very indicative of social media today. That is social media. Isn't that social media today? Oh my god. A lot of people are very unhappy with other situations. They want to take it out of social yeah. media. So I want to tell you guys about a new technique. I've got new favorite technique for 2020. Trolling for. Trolling for trolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, this question's come up a lot on social and on our message boards tonight. But a lot. Of, do you have any regrets about uh, this whole deal? And there's one person you took a shot at in particular that keeps coming up. His name's coming up over and over. Yeah. So what what you're referring to, Brian? And we talked about this off the show. Um, so Wednesday night when I made that post and it started going crazy and I still didn't think it was going to go near as crazy as what it ended up turning into at this point. Well, right when I went to go to bed, it was on the feed of just people that follow you, people that like your photo or whatever. It says, I see Zona and I see this long list of emo clown emojis in this long paragraph of all this stuff, basically saying you're nothing. You never did nothing. You're nothing. You're never going to be nothing. And I click on the name and come to find out it's Mark Zona's son. And then I believe his brother chimed in or something and that, okay. So to put this all into consideration, I've had over 2000 comments on this stuff. I've said that before. Right. But that one got me because that's someone I feel like if they wanted to say that like Mark Zona has my phone number, he could have just delivered that message to me directly. Or, you know, I didn't feel like it was cool for his kids to be calling me out in my comment section and the hate comments on social media. So I responded in the comment section and after about 10 minutes I was laying there and I'm like, dude, I deleted it. Cause I'm like, don't feed into that, that stuff. Just let it go. And I think he saw it because he chirped back and made another comment. And if I had to do anything different with that situation, I would have handled it in a direct message or picked up my phone the next day. I wouldn't have left that comment in the comment section. I just didn't feel like I said that you got all that negativity going on. I responded to none of it other than that one. And it was very short lived and I took it down. But uh, that one, that one to me just wasn't cool. Yeah. And, and I, and I can relate to the emotion of, you know, when you're feeling something 
and you're passionate about something and you really believe something, sometimes when you're on social media, you, you know, you respond. Dude, and, I would have responded to every one of them. Comments. Yeah, <laughs> but I well, I'm just telling you, for me, I would have fought every I responded to I'm one. just telling you, for me, it happened early in the year, <laughs> you know, this year, early in the year when I was fishing, Major League Fishing, after the Florida event and then like the Conroe event. And I just had some personal stuff going on and I was in a bad place. And I had some social media comments come through, and I did the same thing. I fired right off at them. And, you know, like Becky, thank God, my wife brought me back to reality a little bit and was like, man, you can't do it like that, you know. And I don't care if you feel like that. You can't do it like that. you got to get rid of that middle finger emoji, you know. you got to get rid of that. And you can't say fuck on social media to your, to somebody. And I'm like, okay, you're right. But well, they're on your I, podcast. Uh, right. <laughs> But I do get it. I do get it because you get caught up in that you because get so mad. you believe it. That's yeah. your feeling. You feeling yeah. that it's real, you know. Well, like I said, it was it was one one comment that I responded to, and that happened to be the one. And what's crazy to me is everyone's like, "Oh, did you see what he said about zone?" And I'm like, "Did you see what his kid said to me?" <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just supposed to be completely, you know, feelingless and just I, I've done a good job of not responding to all that stuff. But that one did get me, right. um, and I wouldn't have changed what I said. I would have just changed how I, you know, obviously. I'd have sent him a direct message or picked up the phone to, to say what I said. So, yeah. so since I made a mistake there, since since that's the way that you feel about the the Zona related comments and them not just contacting you directly, why didn't you just contact Gerald and BP directly? That's a good question. I think because the honesty with that situation, because everyone was going so public about everyone, I've seen guys that are fishing the Elite Series now that were reposting that they were coming back like it was the whole situation of the announcement the public announcement of it is the reason why i publicly announced my feelings on it if that makes sense it is a good question but when you see someone going back i already talked about that earlier whenever you see that publicly and all these people going raw raw you know all the bass people and i do respect that but they're all raw raw behind it and, and elite series anglers that i if i was an elite series angler i would not be happy um, in, in that situation. Um, and they're all raw, raw behind it and reposting. I decided to make a public post as well. So, yeah, yep, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Beck, did you want to say something Beck? Yeah. I, I just about what we were talking about a second ago and the, the, the lashing out at people. Yeah. I, I just want to say that our culture has shifted. Like, when yeah. we were all younger, we didn't have to grow up with social media. Like, yeah. you had something happen, and we joked about it with you earlier, yeah. you know, about what happened with you. And, yeah, there were people who would make comments, and you'd see things on different, like, websites and such. But you didn't have that total attack and opinions of things yeah. on social media. Right. So I think it's hard because you've created personas, all of you. Fletcher, you are perceived to be a certain person because of the way you put yourself out there, you know, through the tournament circuit. Mike is perceived to be a certain person because of what he's put out there. Pete, same thing. Like <laughs> Brian's so, ghost. But that's with every personality. Like, yeah. people see you as for what you've given them. Right. People think they've seen our entire lives because what we've given them on social media. Right. Well, half the time, it's not to give away secrets, but it's like happened on a different day or it's, you know, it, it's it, not real. It's not real. It's not 100 percent reality. It's not 100 percent reality. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people's perception is different. So people also believe that they can also come at you because of who they perceive you to be. 
but you can't actually be you coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it does make sense. That's and a that good is point. a very hard thing sometimes. That is hard. Well, we don't, we don't fully understand how to communicate with each other online. Because if you're going to say something online that you wouldn't say to that person's face, yeah, you know, like that's the biggest that's problem. That's the biggest thing. With you really this. need to consider that. Like, yeah. I try to do that. I try to think about the things that I say, and you know, yeah. And most of the time, I'm just I'm having fun. But like, if I'm not willing to say it to that person's face, yeah, I'm not going to say it online. Yeah. And people need to think about that. Yeah. If you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it online. Right. Because you're just a coward. Right. Yeah. When you don't know what where someone is. Like, right. like a reaction could be because you're in a bad emotional place or something tragic happened in your life and you lashed out. But people don't know all that. Right. Social media is just it's a not really, enough background. And then they want to judge you based on just that solely. So. Yeah. Yeah. People, you, you need to calm down. You're being too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the dean. He's yeah. smart. The dean yeah, is I, smart. I, I just, the dean stays offline. That's how smart I, he is. I just quoted Taylor Swift. <laughs> he can't even log into his account. He doesn't know how. Pete just quoted Taylor Swift. Yeah. Although Pete does have an account on uh, TikTok. Everyone should you check do? him out. Yep. Wow. Pete the dean. On TikTok? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't yeah. even have a TikTok account. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. We, we know TikTok. Yeah. All right, Fletcher, I do want to – this is the longest interview ever, but this is good stuff. And I have to ask you <laughs> another question. Um, All right. This is probably my 30th question I've asked you. Will, you know, obviously Brandon and Gerald, it's a done deal. They left. Will we see more defects from Major League Fishing? Will we see more this year? Will we see more in the following year, in, in 2021? Is that something we're going to see more of, or do you think things will settle out? Dude, I think you're always going to see more of it in this sport because I haven't been around that long, but I can tell you that it's very, very hard to get 80, any angler, any group of bass anglers all on the same page. Right. Pete, I know you've talked about that in the past. Like, getting everyone on the same page is almost impossible. Like, everyone, it's like corralling cats. Everyone's just going in different directions. So I think it's inevitable with anything, no matter how perfect it is. I do think that, you know, I know we've been in discussion talking with, you know, some changes with Major League Fishing coming up. And if those things do take place, um, I think a lot of guys will be happier. And, uh, I mean, there's just so many more things yet to come, right? Um, Yeah. I think inevitably guys are going to swap out and do what they have to do just because that's just, you know, how how it is in the world, right? Like, not everyone's just going to agree with everything. But I do see it getting better in the next year to two years without question. Yeah. And what's your thoughts on that? Can you answer that question that you just asked me? I I would say yes. I say you're going to see a few more defects uh, within the next few years. I don't know if you'll see it this year. But I would say yes. I would say you're going to see some more defects. But, you know, you're going to see some more replacements that are epic as well. Exactly. You know, Gerald and Brandon left, but you got two of the world's best fishermen to take their place. Gerald and Brandon are amazing, and they're, they're, they're the best in the world as well. But they didn't replace it with scrubs. No. They replaced no. it with guys that can jack them, too. So. And I hope, yeah, I, hope we're, we we're, see, yeah. I hope we do see people defect because I want to see people find the format that's right for them. Right. I want Nailed to see it. the people go to Bass that, that want be, be over there Absolutely. and that excel over there. Absolutely. Chris I respect would, that. Yeah. would probably suck at MLF because he fishes, you know, he, he likes to throw swim baits and he likes to fish for bigger fish. Right. I want to see the guys that are going to be in the, the best at that format their, find, find their sweet right. spot and yes. excel there. And I want to see, as a fan, I want to see both. Yeah. You know, I love seeing guys catch them nonstop. And I love seeing, like I said, Chris and Seth fight fish for five minutes, you know, peel and drag. And <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it all. 
and and what's happening over there at MLF is is, is amazing. Uh, at this Thanksgiving, I was with my aunt uh, and uncle, and my aunt who never ever watch a fishing show yeah was saying oh i just saw mike win a win a big tournament you know and <laughs> that's awesome yeah she's what she was she's watching MLS, watching MLS. Sat and i like watched, that watch the program that's awesome that's awesome it's good stuff uh ridge you got anything else coming through uh, let me remind everybody uh we're gonna be letting fletcher go here in just a little bit uh we've been talking to him all night about what he's been doing catching up with him and of course about uh all this fiasco that's happened the last few weeks but if you've got a question or comment it's your last chance hit us up on the im Riz, you got anything coming through yeah i'm gonna stick to the serious stuff because my last attempt at a joke didn't work <laughs> <laughs> um fletch did, did yeah. you have any response or conversations with your brother after the fact because he's still fishing over there at at bass and you kind of referred to those guys as sheeps is that a plural? Sheepids. Sheeps. Shepherds. I, uh, I don't know if I should respond to this, but I'm just going to say we had a good time laughing at Thanksgiving. That's about all the more I can really say. I don't want to get my brother any trouble. So there you go. We, la- we, had a good, we had one of the best Thanksgivings ever. I left there with my stomach hurting. So. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't say if Hunter agreed or didn't agree, but, you know. Yeah. We still talk a lot all the time. So. Yeah. Super. That's any fun. more riding dirt bikes in the foreseeable future? Near Dude, I was thinking of, I was thinking about going this next couple of days, but uh, the problem with that is, as soon as I get on that bike, it's just not the same. I can't just go out there and ride around, right? Like I have to go out there and try to do everything that I used to do, and the what ruins is, is the thought of everything that's going on with the, you know, with my profession. And at any given moment, like if I crash, like all the things that would take have to take place, and all the stuff I would have to do. And that kind of takes the fun out of it. So that's really the reason why I don't go out and, you know, ride as much as I'd like to. Right. I, I think to follow up this uh, publicity you're getting here, you ought to stage a jump of Spring Creek down on Lake Gunnersville. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Style. Yes! <laughs> Pete, it's a great idea. <laughs> I kind of like that. If I could get some certain people to approve of it, then uh, I might be down for that. My little, My last hurrah. I gotta say something funny so I was watching the show putting the kids to bed a few minutes ago before I came out here hence my Jim Jim jabronis it better be funny Um, (laughs) so I'm watching it I'm watching it with the kids Stell's not paying attention sorry guys she could care less about you but Vegas is intently watching and he goes wait that's Fletcher and I said yeah that's Fletcher he goes the Fletcher that I burnt, right? <laughs> That's right. So Vegas, Fletcher I've was still here got one the scar time. Somewhere. Look, the scar! Stuff, the star is still, still there. Scar on my arm somewhere, if you guys can see it. Oh yeah. So we, the kids had sparklers, and we're like, okay, keep the sparklers far away from they you were and anyone sparklers. else. They were big sparklers. So Vegas literally took a sparkler like this. I mean, they had to be little. How little were they? Was he like five, maybe? So Vegas, with his hand, just did this, like far away. <laughs> Straight into Fletcher's arm. Yeah, I remember that. And, and we're both just looking nothing. at each other, and my arm's Fletcher. burning, and we're just looking at each other. Then finally, I jerked my arm away, but it was a little late. Yeah, it was like a three-second pause of flesh just melting. All right, uh, all right. Here's the fun part, Fletcher. You know, we're we're about to let you go, but we know, you know, you've been on the show long enough to know that we do games here. 
on Ike Live as well. You know that. You've been a part oh, yeah. of the hey, Ike Live. I was Live. part of the OG back in the day. You remember. Oh, yeah. You remember the yep. games we play and the yep. Ike Live rapid fire. And we have a small modification of that game, of that same game that we're going to do tonight. And I've got some images here that I'm going to show the camera. And I'll, I'm going to say them to you out loud, okay? And we've got two images here two different images and when i show these i'm going to repeat these images to you and i here's here's this game i need you to say which image is major league fishing and which image is bass very very simple game and remember (laughs) remember this is ike live you've got to be 100 percent honest and truthful so slow. And your answers. Okay. <laughs> One card at a time. Here we go. Okay. And we've got eight, by the way, Fletcher. Okay. So I've got to say whether it's bass or MLF. Yes. you got to say which of these images is bass and come which on, is guys. MLF. Okay. No, come on. You'll love this game. And the first one is. Okay. And the first one is <clears throat> Fletcher Shryock or Hunter Shryock. Fletcher Shryock? Shryock? Hunter Shryock. This is easy. Which one is you and which one is bass? Which one is bass and which one is MLF? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ML- yeah, obviously, right? So okay, you're overthinking it. Yeah, I'm confused. All right, <laughs> yeah. I'm, what's so your MLF? MLF? I thought it was bass or no. MLF? No. no. Oh my god. <laughs> or MLF. All right. So you're. This is apparently hard. Right. We thought. <laughs> We'll go to the next one. That one was confusing. All right. I'm next glad he was confused, too. That was confusing. I'll answer the first image. Fletcher is Major League Fishing, and Hunter is BASS. Yeah. All right. Second image. Everybody that didn't get that, you're fired. All right. All right. Second image. Second image. We have Biggie Smalls or Tupac. Biggie Smalls and Tupac. Who's Bass and who's MLF? Dude, I can't see these pictures. Oh, hold on. Hold on. We'll give them to you. Uh, Bass, MLF. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, good no, answer. No, the other way around. MLF, Bass. All right. So it's big. You got to say it, though. Is Biggie Bass or is Biggie MLF? MLF. Biggie's MLF and Tupac is best. Okay. <laughs> oh, Next one. I'm so afraid he's being set up. <laughs> no, there's no setup here. Oh, I, hey, I so am right now, but let's go. No. All right. They get easier as it goes on. Okay. John Travolta in Greece or John Travolta in Pulp Fiction? John Travolta in Greece is. MLF or Bass? You guys are so setting me up. Let's just get to the last picture. <laughs> the last, wait a minute. I, I got like 10 more that. here. What do you mean? All right. This is an easy one. You should be able to answer this one. No problem. Hold on a second. Okay. Founders beer or Natty Ice? Founders <laughs> beer or Natty Ice? Is Founders beer... Major League Fishing or BASS? And which is Natty Ice? You guys are, we're going too far. We're going too far. 
Hey, I, listen, guys. I already made my post. You know how I feel. Right? Okay. Don't be afraid. All right. So let's see. Well, so, yeah, I've already I've already put that out there, so I don't know why we're doing pictures now. <laughs> All right. So if I was to ask you Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader, you couldn't give me a clear answer. How about a Lamborghini or a smart car? <laughs> Who come up with all these? Lion or Chihuahua? No. <laughs> Shark or Minnow? David or Goliath? <laughs> uh, you're right. Loud noises. This game is total failure. You guys are right. <laughs> Told you. Neither, neither, neither one of us can make jokes tonight. Damn it. I, I could have swore this was going to be fun. Turned into a total failure, Pete. Failure. Uh, Mike, you knew all the answers of those pictures. Yeah. Man, how that, that segment through, would be awesome How about you awesome go through and tell, tell, tell <laughs> without what, images. What, what the correct answers are. I, I, I'm amazed that you Then I'll agree or disagree. How about ship? that? <laughs> all right. H- how about this? In a few years, when you're back on, finally get over all this and you agree to come back on the podcast, will you answer those questions then? Yeah, it'll be passive. No one will even know what we're talking about. <laughs> don't, forget, don't forget about it in two weeks. So Okay, I'd agree with I'd that. I'd want to just be more confused than we are now. <laughs> I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Uh, Pete, this, this was a good I, – I, I tell you, this was a good survey of the general state mm-hmm. of the sport right now. And, you know, the big takeaways for me – and I'm going to say it again. I said it at the beginning of the show. I said it in the middle. I'm going to say it again. The big takeaways for me is – Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, right? It's good to voice your own opinion. It's healthy, whether it's you know right or wrong or indifferent. It's healthy to voice your own opinion. I think that's good. I don't think anybody's wrong here. You know, I think if for G and Brandon, if that was the decision that they wanted to make to make them happy in their life, I'm happy for him. If Fletcher felt like it was the wrong decision. That's right for him to voice that opinion. And I do agree with what you just said. If those guys are happy with that decision, that's great for them. Yeah. I, I, I still I, have my own opinion of how I feel about it, as well as a lot of others in the silent majority, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, if that's what makes those guys happy, then good. Yeah. Right? I just it, – it did it did affect a lot more than just them by making this switch, right? So it was a little bit emotional for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 And then the biggest one – and I'll, I'll end on this, and then if you guys want to – say anything at the end here the big one i want to end on is too much energy in the last 12 months has been put on all this shit when it needs to be put on growing the sport and that's the biggest takeaway i want people to uh, you know people are watching and listening right now whether it's your positive negative in the middle man we need to grow the sport of fishing we need to get more people involved we need to get more people fishing. We need to get kids fishing. That's the shit we need to be focused on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not all this negative stuff, man. Yeah. You know? And I, I want people to think about that, The leagues man. need to find a way to exist. The leagues need to find a way to exist. The, without being in competition with each other because they're trying to kill each other. They don't need to They're trying to kill each other. They don't need to kill each other. It's negative. Grow the sport. It bleeds over. Grow the sport. Yeah. You know? It, it's palpable, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I just I had a uh, brief conversation with uh, Pat Renwick of Straycast. Yo, and, Pat. And, uh, Pat, you know how do you have a brief conversation with him? Uh, 
He called me just before I came in the building, so I had to cut him off. <laughs> we love Pat, but the uh, no, his I love his uh, perspective on it too. Is is all this this drama and this controversy is just taken away from the the magic and the love of the sport? Yeah, uh, and that's what he's trying to focus sure. the show and his energy on. And, and I applaud him for that. And I and I applaud uh, Fletcher for coming on. I think you accounted for yourself very yeah. well. I think people it's a good conversation. Got, got a chance to hear. Good conversation. Thank you guys you very much. Thank and you. relate to you and and I think they're going to appreciate that too. So uh, yeah. but I but Thank I but I like the opportunity. We, yeah. You bet. You bet. And I I like what you're saying though. I, I think we need to move in the direction of hey, let's get back to fishing. Let's get back to fishing. You know? Let's grow the sport, you know. Let's make the sport bigger and better, you know. So well, Fletcher, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for, it, like I said, Pete hit it right. It was it was a great, um, you know, we, we looked at it, we talked about it, we flushed a lot of stuff out, and I think it was I think it was awesome. I hope everybody watching and listening appreciated it as well. Great, thank you guys so much. Thanks, Fletcher. We'll talk to you. Thank you, man. Yep, thank you. See you. Shryock, everybody. That was good. That was good. We got deep there. Beck, what did you think? You listened to it with the kids. You came up here stumbled into the to the chair what did what did you think what are your takeaways from this I, I thought it was a good interview i thought you know you allowed him to explain himself and talk about it but i think you closed it right at the end of the day this needs to end be done with fletcher voiced his opinion other people are voicing their opinions just but we're not focusing on the right thing yeah we need to focus on these tournament trails aren't going anywhere. Yeah. This is what it is. Now, yeah. how do we move forward? How do we grow the sport? Yeah. Like, we can't hurt each other. We need to stop right. thinking that that's what this needs to be. And yeah. It just needs to be forward progress. And forward progress. Both of these organizations exist yeah. and need to we gotta, do well, and there needs to be a place yeah, for fi- the next generation to come into. Fishing has enough problems dealing with all these other things, right? You know, other sports, you know, like outside entities like all these other things and now this infighting it's not good man it's not good you know i well i i tend to agree with you i really do and i think also is we just happen to have a lot of time on our hands right now we do you know that's true there's nothing going on why do you well i don't (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean there's no there's no chance that was a shot that was a shot Uh, I do want to ask Riz one question, and then Brian, we'll take a we'll take a little break, and when we come back, we'll have Joe Baylog on. But Riz, give me an honest opinion. Uh, you you've I, I I know you've had thousands of IMs coming through, and I, I saw the look in your eye. You wanted to field them all, but you couldn't. Were the IMs overwhelmingly in or, favor of Fletcher or against Fletcher? They. Or, or was it 50-50? Or me, tell, me, give me a ratio. Let, let, let me say, let me say this way. I, I don't want to say that they were for or against Fletcher. Um, there's a lot more pro bass out pro there bass. right now than there is pro MLF. Okay. Um, and just to touch on that, since the beginning of this whole split, this all actually happened before I was tied in with with you guys whatsoever. Um, I mean, I still knew Brian and everything, but when when this all went down, it almost felt like you were being forced to choose sides. Right. Like, at least that's my perception. And as I know a that's, fan. As, as a, a fan, fan. And I know that that's the perception of a lot of other uh, peer anglers that, that yeah. I fish with locally, regionally, whatever. 
they felt like they had to make a choice. Yep. And I got to say that with controversy, I, I, I tried to stay in the middle. Um, I definitely had opinions on both sides. I tried to stay in the middle as much as I could. But when stuff like this happens, I think natural human response is to pick a side. Right. I felt myself after this being pushed, and I'm not going to say which direction yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, it, it may be obvious, but I felt like I was thrown into the position, oh, well, now i got to choose sides. You know, I, I have, through through my time working in this industry, I've, I've developed friends and made relationships with guys on both sides. Right. Um, and... Uh, you know, I yeah. mean, at some point you got to stand on one side of the line or the other, and uh, instances like this don't help. So it, it it really goes back to what you guys were saying. We need to cut all this shit out yeah. and just focus on what fishing is all about. Uh, we do it because we love it. Yeah. Um. And let's just keep growing it. Let's 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 make this sport something great. Um. Not not split up. Let's not yeah. make the pie smaller. Yeah, I I, I agree, Rich. I agree a hundred percent that you felt like you were. You needed to pick a side, and I think I think if MLF had to do it over again, they would probably do some things different. I think there was some some mistakes on the on the PR end with them this year. Um, you know, you try somebody's trying to force you into like it's something. You, your action might be to push back. So. Right. I never thought about though, but that's a very innate response as a fan though, because the anglers had to choose. Where am I fishing? Am I fishing bass? Am I fishing MLF? And, and you think fans are very connected to the anglers that yeah. they care for. So I think that they innately felt what the anglers felt. And I don't I don't think that was really put on anyone, except that's just a very innate response. Yeah. When you're a fan of someone, like right. you, you want to feel Tough. connected. It's, it's like the social yeah. media thing we're talking about. Like they feel like they're drinking a beer with the guy. He's my homie, even yeah. though you've never met him. Right. Or maybe you have his autograph, but you know what I mean? Like, so you're trying to feel his feelings and what he's going through. So it's, I think it's an innate response of the fan that we never took into account, which is why there are so many feelings about right. this. Right, 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 right. And makes men sense. aren't so much with the feelings, yeah. so they're really struggling. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, lashing out. Yeah, lashing yeah, out. exactly. Like, yeah. We're, we're just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is all good, and, and this, this is, is a great parlay to the next segment, Pete. When we're going to have Joe Baylog on, uh, great friend of the show, and I can't wait to hear from Joe about his thoughts on exactly what we're talking mm-hmm. about. On, you know, MLF, Bass, FLW, can all these leagues survive? You know, what's what's going to happen to the sport? I can't wait to hear his insight because he's. He's a really smart dude. He's been dude. around. He's been around. He's a smart dude when it comes in comes to this. Listen to me. Hang in there. Great segment with Fletcher. But when we come back, we've got the one and only Joe Baylog on from Bass Fan. He's going to be talking about the state of the sport, about uh, Gerald and Brandon leaving, and, of course, talking a little bit about Fletcher's comment as well. Uh, hang in there with us. When we come back, Joe Baylog and more Ike Live. Hi. Today we're going chest to chest in the Dr. Squatch lather test. On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing him down with three name-brand bars. The result? A sad, milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, Big Soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch soap retains all the natural ingredients, which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. 
Ooh, looks like Squatch is taking over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. When we say it lathers, it f***ing lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge. Oh, I'm on. I'm on. Yes, I'm in. Good bass. This spot's put out three yeah. times in a row. Brian, I'm on hot spot. Dude. Dude, this place is putting out. Just keep throwing the shaky yeah. head. Yeah, alright. We got work to do, homie. Oh, I'm on. I'm on. Doubled up. Two casts in a row. Back! This is a big one. Rip and drag. It's spoofing off over Another bluegill. Rams, get to work! Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB and J, give me something hard. Hey, KBD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three aught, no, four aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016. Featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals. <coughs> Zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? I recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics too. There he is. Another one, next cast, and that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm I'm straight addicted. This might be bigger. You think so? Put a little liquid mayhem on your crappy jig. 
and look where the stripers get it. You can't even see it, man. That might be a keeper. <laughs>